welcome one and all to episode 9 of the Podquisition, uh, literally the most popular podcast called Jimquisition in iTunes. I'm Jim Sterling, I'm your host, I'm joined, as ever, by Laura Kate. Hello. Hello, how are you doing today? I'm fine, I'm okay. Um, been playing a lot of Resident Evil 2, because I've played a lot of Resident Evil HD, remake, remastered, refurbished for... On the PS4. That, that um, sounds like a better way to spend your week than I did, because I spent my week playing Get Out of Hell, which we're probably going to have to talk about. <laughs> oh yes, I played that too. Um, we will definitely talk about that. And we're also joined, uh, I believe Gavin played a lot of Resident Evil, at least he, he said Resident Evil HD Woo uh, in our pre-game chat. So, hello Gavin. Hello. Hello, you've been playing <laughs> Resident Evil or not? Uh, yeah, I have. I've only got to play a little bit of it, but as it's the PC version, um, and as I'm completely used to by now, there's basically you have to hack into the Matrix, free Neo, and make 5,000 tweaks to the very core code of the game before it will work properly on PC. But you know, that's pretty much every PC game nowadays, isn't it? Yeah, there's one particular PC game that that applies to that I think we should, we before we do anything else, we should bring up. Um <laughs> You knew this was coming, Gavin. Um, So, I had a chat to Gavin earlier this week, and we had a discussion about the fact that there's a certain PC game that you have been having trouble getting to run on your PC. Do you want to tell us about that? Because we we failed to to bash Ubisoft last week, so I think it's only fair that we get Gavin to bash them this week. Um, What happened, Gavin? I have no comment on this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I was I was telling Laura that I was having some problems with Assassin's Creed Unity on my PC, which makes me sad. Were you? Yeah, he has a Ubisoft game that won't play properly on his system. Asp- on PC ah! as well. That's such uh, a shock because Ubisoft have such a wonderful track record. Thank you, Gavin, for bringing this to our attention. We would never have been able to slam Ubisoft this week if it weren't for you. Thank you, Gavin. I hate you What's your problem so with it, Gav? Is it Uplay being shit? Is it Unity being shit? Which bit of Ubisoft is being shit? Is, is it just the general company being shit? Is that the problem with the PC port? They kill a cat. There's some snow outside the window. It's so pretty. <laughs> In all seriousness, because I, I am genuinely No, it's, it's frame rate issues mainly. It's, uh... it's, it's a bit chuggy. <laughs> but then, you know what? So many games have been like that this year that I'm used to it by now. But sadly, it's... Yeah, it's a bit Aww. chuggy. I need to... Well, actually, I'm ordering a new graphics card because I don't want uh, to be... I, f- I feel like every second game I put in these days, I, I'm getting chugs and frame rate drops. And did you, see, you guys see the picture I put out, the Keanu picture earlier this week? No. It's like, what if games are badly optimized on purpose to make us all buy new GPUs? <gasps> Fiendish. But I trust the AAA game industry, so I don't believe they would ever even consider it. I know. Well, how dare you spread such slanderous lies about people that are out to get you to continuously spend money, Gavin? Yeah, how dare you? Gavin, I'm a bit tired of you like finding excuses to bash Ubisoft every week. <laughs> I know, Gavin. You really need to rein in your hatred of Ubisoft. It's getting a bit out of control. Yeah, yeah there's I hate you guys. There's I no hate need you for it. So much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, let's talk about the things that me and Jim played this week, I guess. And actually, should we do the thing that you two both played, Resident Evil HD? How was that? Loved it. Mm. Well, Saw a zombie, shot a zombie with a gun. Zombie fell over. Great fun. Ten out of ten. Sounds a lot like Resident Evil. Well, my Game experience so far has been slow motion uh, and I don't know if that has something to do with the frame rate options but literally it's your all, graphics card all right? the cutscenes been... are going in slow motion so which Stop actually to be honest Resident looks Evil. pretty cool when I video it if I if this isn't a when this is an if listeners if I do a song about Resident Evil HD it'll look pretty cool in the video because everything's in slow motion I just want to for the record when Assassin's Creed Unity fucks up, that's Ubisoft's fault. When Resident Evil fucks up, that's your graphics card and you need to sort it out, Gavin. Mm, yeah, definitely. My graphics okay. card can only run it in slow motion. Because it's your graphics card and it's not Resident Evil, which is perfect. And I won't hear a word said against it. <laughs> um, oh. No, it's got... It, it's um, It's been fun to get back into Resident Evil. It's been putting me in a survival horror mood, which is something the evil within couldn't fucking do. 
Um, a lot of horror games just haven't gotten me back into the idea of survival horror, but Resident Evil, playing the, the remaster of the remake, or the new reboot, a, a world we live in where the original remake is a sentence that can be said. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty I, incredible I, atmosphere, isn't it? Yeah, I actually, because writing a review for something like that is useless, because yeah. everyone knew they were going to get it or not, you know, because yeah. it's Resident Evil, enough said. I just spent most of my review rambling about just general design things, and I'll probably turn this into a Jimquisition as well, but um, Resident yeah. Evil does something that's been lost in modern games, this... Because everything's so expanded and open world now, and they yeah. they concentrate so much on making things big, and they don't concentrate on making anything memorable. But yeah. the Spencer Mansion was like a home, like a, a deadly killer home full of undead uh, cannibals. But home, it was so familiar, and you got to, yeah. it's part of what made it so memorable and such a nostalgic trip to play. Because that Spencer Mansion there is just. I remember it. I remember the fucking piano room. I remember the art gallery with the ravens in it. I remember the balcony where um, Forrest's corpse is. Just this stuff that you get to become so familiar with um, as you go backwards and forwards between places and slowly unlock new areas. It's it's all density and detail, which is really like mm-hmm. one thing that's really nice when you get to see that in HD. Is it's like oh, this thing that already like in low definition felt very like oh, this is a very lived in environment. Oh, now it looks a bit better. That's probably not going to hinder the experience too much. Yeah, I think- yeah, like they they could design it. Everything's like Ubisoft overused the word fucking iconic, which is <laughs> ironic because they go against everything that makes something iconic. Uh, because with Resident Evil, every fucking room feels iconic because because it's such a, a, a smaller world, uh, but it, it's more richly designed. Uh, every room has just love poured into the the presentation of it. Uh, so everything is that much more memorable. Uh, rather than Far Cry 4's massive open world, I can't tell you a single place in the, I can't name a single area. I can't name you know, a place that sticks out for- and makes me nostalgic. I, I was about to say the exact same thing, but for the game that I played this week, which was um, Saints Row Get Out of Hell, which is that it is a huge world that I can't tell you anything about because it's a palette swap of a world from another game that even then was boring. Oh, I loved Saints Row 4. I thought it was great. I loved Saints Row 4, but Get Out of Hell has just like taken that map, palette swapped it. Yeah, it palette swapped it put maybe half an hour of like story content in and was like okay here's five or six hours just just keep playing the missions from saints row 4 over and over (laughs) again to unlock the powers from saints row 4 over and over again so you can get the half an hour of story Uh, i'm actually gonna i'm gonna contradict you there laura but in a way that actually strengthens your argument Okay, I like that kind of contradiction. It's a good contradiction. Um, as as near as I can tell, certainly what they've been saying, um, the the Hell City isn't a palette swap. It's okay. Well, it sure as hell felt like that's a palette swap. A, that's where it strengthens your argument because it's an originally designed city, but it lacks oh any kind of real personality to it. You know, to where. you know what? You know why I thought it was a palette swap, and mm. why I genuinely thought it was a palette swap. Um, what was the the, te- the place in Saints Row 4 called? Um, Steelport? Steelport, wasn't Yeah. Yeah, Steelport. Steelport the first two um, games. Yeah. yeah. When you're first driving through, like, t- 15 minutes into the game, when you're told to find a car and drive to the big building that you have to go to, Gat says, this place looks an awful lot like Steelport, doesn't it? <laughs> he says that in the VO, and I was like, oh... Maybe it wasn't just me that thought that. Is it deliberate? Is it just a palette swap? Because it felt like a palette swap and they seemed I mean, to be it, inferring it was. It does feel like it. Um, I mean, I thought it was a, a pretty good expansion on the whole. A little unfulfilling. I certainly had a lot to criticise. I was, It was very much like Saints Row the Third for me, where I recognise it's good, I was entertained, but still had a, a sense mm. of disappointment with it. Um, and that's certainly one of it. It just doesn't quite have the sense of surprise and personality yeah. that the mainline games so, have. The the times when it was good, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like I loved the musical segment in the end. I loved how the devil and his daughter were characterized. Um, like there were a lot of things that I loved, but they were just really spread out. And I kept like even at five hours, it felt 
too long and too padded out for what was there. Which is funny because I accidentally beat it in what felt like less than an hour. (laughs) I I, I mainlined the the main quest. I didn't mean to. I was just sort of playing naturally and just felt kind of herded into the mainline quest. Did you avoid the loyalty quests, I'm guessing, then? I I actually managed to squeeze a couple of them in before I beat it. Like, I did did one in full and then started another and got uh, partway through it and was like, this is just... Like, the loyalty mm. missions in um, Saints Row 4 uh, felt like at least some of them had some structure and story to them and, and some more interesting missions. Yeah. Whereas this really is just rehashes of side quests. The same side quests you're doing outside of loyalty missions. And I'm like, well, I And the I, same I ones no that you did in 4. Yeah, like it's... Like, yeah, I, I that was my thing. It's like, I went through and did all of the loyalty missions for the 4 sort of people you can do them for because i was assuming like well if they're putting them in there is that going to change the ending in any way turns out not in the slightest i completely wasted my time by doing them but it was just like here is the defend the point mission where you shoot all the stuff at the place here's the one where you deliberately get hit by vehicles to try and raise up a number mm-hmm. in saints row 4 it was like your insurance fraud now it's get time off your sentence in hell fraud i think yeah and it's like it's all the same missions just like Play it again, just a bit more difficult. It's like, oh, really, really, and you're not going to reward me for that? Okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's a shame. I mean, there were some things in there that were a little bit more original. Um, the the salvation one, where the souls are falling from the sky and you try. Yeah, and that them. was that was interesting. Once. Yeah. Didn't really want to do it, it. Like didn't six need to times. play it again once it's been played. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was a little. It just felt like it had no gusto to it. And that's Saints Row's biggest thing, is gusto, surprise, um, just throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks. And this just felt so reserved, and that's not Saints Row. Even, like, the crazy over-the-top weapon that they always have in Saints Row, which in this case was the the armchair with machine guns on it, that felt restrained. Like, it was a... It cuts your movement speed, which is the whole thing that was great about Saints Row 4, how fast you could traverse. You can't Mm -hmm. sprint in this chair. You crawl along in a chair that doesn't feel very satisfying to shoot from and that has no um, vertical aiming access, which makes it kind of useless. Oh, good. Like the, the, <laughs> yeah. whole sense, the whole sense of creativity just didn't feel there or felt padded out, and that yeah. was a shame. Which, um, it reminds me of, of, of uh, Blood Dragon, the Far Cry Blood Dragon in a way, where it is a fantastic concept and... The potential is just fucking limitless, but they feel, I guess they feel because it's an expansion, they shouldn't put, like, go the extra mile with it, so they keep it very reserved, and you have this wonderful spin-off idea that just doesn't spin off into anywhere wonderful, Uh, and it, it, you're in hell! For crying out loud, like, there's so much you can do there, Uh, and, and it just... To waste it on just well, they, redoing they, Saints Row 4 just felt like they, a... They, it just felt like they wasted it on, like, the jokes they had were, ah, William Shakespeare, you know who he was, turns out he was a bad guy. And that was about the the length of their jokes. And each, like, each of the people you find has, like, three or four lines of, like, dialogue about them, and then they just kind of stand there in a, in a T-pose almost, being like, Ah, uh, I need you to do these things for me. Here is your shopping list of quests. Yeah, like there's no real like you team up with um, you know, Vlad the Impaler, Shakespeare, all this stuff, and then it doesn't. There's no narrative they reason. Yeah. They you don't know. join your team. It's just like, hey, we're arbitrarily locking off the powers from Saints Row Four for you again. Yeah, like I was a big. I, I like Dane Vogel as a villain in Saints Row Two, and I was kind of. I thought that's cool. He's going to be in Hell. We we'll get to revisit past villains. You know, the De Winter sisters are there. Uh, as I say Dane Vogel's there, and then it, nothing happens. It's like this yeah. is this could be climactic. These are like characters we remember that have grudges against the Saints, and and there there could be plenty of narrative potential there. And it just you know Dane just stands there for oh, the expansion. The sisters stand bone. there. I do have a bone to pick with this as well. Um, If your game is going to have um, the ability to play as a female character, don't half-arse it. Because, like, in this, I went into the game expecting to only play as Gat, and I would have been fine with that. They put Kinsey in so you can play as a female character. I was like, oh, that's really cool. I I will take that option that you have given me that I did not expect. 
And then they really half-assed it, where every single cutscene references Gat rather than referencing Kenzie. And then at the final mission, the final fight, it's like, oh, you're playing as, as the female character? No, 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 no. You have to play the final fight as the male character. Not because the female yeah. character's not going to be there. She's in the fight. She's shooting the devil. Just, you got to be the man, because the man's got to shoot the devil in the face. It came off as... um patronising, I guess, would be a good mm. word for it, when, when I think about it. Because um, it really does look like they're just like tossing a bone out um, out of the goodness of their heart and then uh, not following through, which is a what shame. Is like, a lot of people I, love Kinsey as a character. Yeah. And, and... yeah. Well, yeah, I agree. I completely love Kinsey as a character. It's just if you're going to put her in, I would rather, like, I would rather you either put her in and fully commit to that being an option or just don't give me the option, because you called your game Gat Out of Hell. I expect I'm only going to be able to play as Gat, and I, you know, don't get my hopes up. Speaking of Kinsey, the um, the Mass Effect lampooning relationship with her in Saints Row 4 was just uh, the best thing ever. Especially if you had fantastic. the English voice actor. It's like, oh, Kinsey, mm. wanna fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Punch in the face, and there you go. <laughs> The, the entirety of how Saints Row 4 handled um, its Mass Effect spoof romance options was pretty fantastic. Mm. Mm. It was brilliant. All I know is I got to bang Matt Miller, so I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah. Why wouldn't you be? <laughs> oh, um, goodness. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still waiting to make my point here about Resident Evil. <laughs> Go on. <So. laughs> Gavin, you've got to be more assertive and aggressive. You've got to be all rude and bold. We're a pair being, of fucking fuck yeah. that fucking fucking fuck. <laughs> We're a pair of fucking loudmouths, so you've got to step in and yeah. say, no, get out. Or step at the up. very least, at the very least, you have to say, it, 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 excuse me, folks. Um, uh, do, 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 do you do, do you mind if I talk about Resident Evil, please? <laughs> yeah, I just don't. And like then we'll smell rude. that weakness and we'll tell you to fuck off. <laughs> and every time I hear Jim Jim talks, and I hear Laura going, yeah, I, 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 and I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> if I start going, yeah. now I'm going to be butting in over Laura. So. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I I will edit the, those out in the mix. But um, like that's the only way you'll get anywhere on this podcast is you got to be there being like. What we need to do is establish a safe word that you text me while I'm talking. <laughs> Just like okay. banana or something. And then I'm like, ah, mm. he's texting me banana. I'll keep my big mouth shut. Uh, but back to Resident <laughs> Evil. Goldfish, that's our safe word. Yes, so, I'm, I'm um, good with that. So yeah, I think, right, there's so much to be said, as we were saying, for... Uh, particularly in horror games, just keeping it in one location. And I think mm -hmm. a huge part of that is because of the feeling of claustrophobia. And as you guys said, the iconic stuff, because like I'm thinking of the three, the three survival horror games, not including Silent Hill 2, which really stuck with me were Resident Evil, Dead Space and Outlast, which were all kind of confined to this one. I can't get out of here. I can't escape mm -hmm. feeling, you know, and, uh, I think it really adds to the tension. Yeah. These are two examples I'm about to bring up. Like, they're, they're modern examples and they are nowhere near up to that scale, but they definitely have the same sort of, like, thought process be behind why I think they've picked up so well as horror games mm. is PT yeah. and Five Nights at Freddy's. And regardless of what you think of those games, I think that one thing that they did succeed in was being constrained, having a single location and being like, you are in this place, you cannot get out of this place, try and survive. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I will yeah. give them... I'm, I, I, I wasn't that hot on PT and Five Nights at Freddy's, I just don't get, but I will give them credit. You mentioned those games to me, and I instantly can recall the locations in perfect mental clarity. And Outlast as well was, was mm -hmm. hugely... I mean, the, the asylum in Out, Outlast is, in my opinion a masterpiece of of design i mean the game yeah. was about a i don't know like a seven or an eight for me but the actual atmosphere it created through that asylum I'm, i've i've never felt anything like it it was incredible well outlast's design um actually uses another sort of outdated uh structural um uh, choice uh whereas People seem to shy away from the Resident Evil school of design because they're afraid of being accused of forcing backtracking and they want everything to be wide and open. Um, 
Outlast uses the other thing that's a bit of a dirty word these days, which is linearity, where it is just a corridor from A to B. There's no real wide open space, but that allows them to set the pacing perfectly. It's so hard to get pacing right in an open world game where you can do anything at your own pace. It's hard to get... It, there's a reason why most stories have beginnings, middles, and ends, and go from A to B. It's because the writer has uh, the best idea of how they want to communicate the story to you. And Outlast does that perfectly because it has a beginning, middle, and end. Outlast kept that so well until, like, the last two hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, Which we won't spoil. I was just, just going to say, I, I think that, like, the other game that does that really well, and it's not supposed to be a horror game, but we kind of talked about this a couple of weeks ago, was Gone Home. Oh, hell yeah. Because Gone Home was scary because yeah. it trapped you in one location yeah. and then, like... At one memorable location and then scared you at every turn. Gone Home is the only video game I've ever had to stop playing and take a break because I was so fucking scared. Seriously. <laughs> and people will probably like piss themselves laughing when they hear that, but you gotta remember I knew nothing oh. about the game going into it. The thing the thing that scared me going into that game not knowing anything was um you know when you're going up the secret staircase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um there is there is like some stuff on the wall that if you zoom in on it like is about like it's got like an upside down pentagram and stuff yeah. and some weird satanic symbols. If you zoom in on that and look at it closer then zoom back out the light bulb in that corridor yeah. smashes and shatters shit. and the lights go out. <laughs> that was what scared me. You know what made I, that me was stop what playing, Laura? Just getting Pardon? to the second floor and looking down that <sighs> corridor. I was like, nope, nope, not, nope, fucking way. Oh, when you just see that big glowing red light for the attic, it's like, yeah. nope, don't want to go up there. <laughs> Something out there is going to pull my intestines out through my fucking neck. I'm not going up there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll give them... I'll certainly give... Um, is it, it's Fulbright, isn't it? They're the, yeah, it's yeah. Fulbright. And I'll give them their dues in that regard. Atmosphere is perfect. Didn't they make that really good Bioshock DLC, those guys? Is that the same people? Uh, Minerva's Den, yeah, yes. Um, really so, so, several of the people who worked on Minerva's Den went to form Fulbright. So. Yeah, they're very good yeah, at crafting sh- an atmosphere. They are. Anyway, should we talk about news? Yep. Should we do that? I can do that. Um, I can do anything if I put my mind to it. <laughs> Okay, there's a there's a load of Nintendo news this week. Um, Nintendo announced more Amiibos. Woo! Yeah, yes they did. And alongside the new 3DS, and nobody can get the new 3DS because all of the pre-orders for all the nice special editions went in like five minutes. I know because... they all went in five minutes. Yeah. Do you know how I know? How do you know? Because I got one. I pre-ordered Woo! it. Uh, I actually, I, because I, I missed out on the the limited edition Majora's Mask with the statue, the Skull Kid statue. Yeah. And um, I was watching the Nintendo Direct, and I was like, you know what? I am. Once they announced the Majora's, because I looked at the, I wanted to get a new 3DS. <laughs> yeah. And I saw the black and the red, and I'm like, you know what? I want some fucking color. I want some color, my friend. It's not just a red. It's not just a black. I, I'm surrounded by red and black. It's the fucking style I chose for my site and my show. I want something <laughs> different. I want something... I want and me. And you've been playing Get Out of Hell, too. And I've been playing Get Out of Hell. I want something that speaks to me. Uh, and then they announced the, that Majora's Mask uh, new uh, 3DS, the gold one. It was like gold. And I'm like, you know what? I've never gotten one of those special edition fucking console things. I am not missing that one. I am getting that little gold <laughs> fucker. And oh. I was refreshing NeoGAF because they seem to have everything quick. Because people there, uh, a few of them, not all of them, but a few people there have less of a life than I do, which is saying <laughs> something because I've got zero. Uh, and I was refreshing that um, while they were clearly refreshing all the other websites. Um, I felt like <laughs> Professor Xavier like tapped into um, Cerberus, not C- Cerebro, Cerberus. <laughs> It's a cow, hell shit again. Um, so I was Professor Xavier sitting on Cerberus, why not? Um, and someone straight away um, on the refresh was like, GameStop just threw them up, and I'm right. Dived on it, got it in, got my confirmation. They can't take that away from me. Got a confirmation code. It's a load of can numbers. I, can I just ask, like, are they. Is Nintendo, like, dead set at this point on artificial scarcity being, like, the thing for everything? Because there's Amiibos, now all these new 3DSs. Like, everything's going in, like, half an hour. It's becoming impossible to get to if it needs mm-hmm. pre orders. And, like, Nintendo just. There is clearly demand. Make more, please. But we would like them. They seem to love the idea of, of having things that are rare. 
I don't know whether it's just an ego thing or if it is a marketing ploy. Either that, or I do have a theory that Reggie fils me is a professional high-stakes scalper. And he's making these decisions to restrict stuff so he can buy them and sell them on eBay. And he wears a fake mustache Reggie, Reggie when he stands, does it. Reggie stands outside Gamescom <laughs> with, yeah, with amiibo, rare Amiibos. He's got this Ebo profile. He sells things with a fake mustache. It's on the internet. No one can see him. He doesn't need to wear it. He just gets off on the added layer of deception. Is Reggie the guy that bought $3,500 worth of Rosalina so no one else can get them? Yes. He calls he okay. calls them his Regalinas and he surrounds himself with them like he's at the Playboy Mansion. He's oh. disgusting. Okay, sorry, I, I have to ask, what's a Rosalina? Um, okay, I'm going to describe this because people Do keep telling me I need to talk about this this um, this one on the podquisition. Um, she's a magical space princess, so she's your sort of typical like she's she's quite tall, like probably close to six foot tall, blonde, big flowing blue dress. And she has this little gold star that um, called Luma that flies around and does all sorts of magic with her. Okay. Now, I'm going to talk about the amiibo because the amiibo, Rosalina herself is fine. Um, Luma, the star, looks like she's being shot up into the air by a jet stream of semen or cum or some kind of bodily fluid that's clear and whitish. You know, I really shouldn't have Googled Rosalina. I mean, is, is there anything you can Google these days without fucking nudie, like, tits versions of it? Oh, God. Jim, do you, <laughs> like, want, do you want... Jim, Jim, do you remember the the picture of Toad we saw once? Yes. I, oh, I that was... wish I could scrub that from my brain. Um, we saw a picture of um, nude Toad from the Mario games. That was quite a sight. <laughs> If you bear with me, I am just following Gavin's advice and googling Rosalina just it's to about, see. Oh. It's about four rows down. So wait, wait, but is this someone from a Mario game or? Yeah, she she was in Mario Galaxy, and she's been in all the sort of like Mario Karts and things since. But yeah, she has a little star that on the amiibo is being shot up by a a literal jet stream of whitish, clearish liquid. So I'm looking at um. At a, at a Rosalina picture. It's Rosalina with a giant stomach. Like it's popping out like a big egg. Oh yeah, like she's and giving a, birth. <laughs> there's a speech bubble that says, Could you swallow my boyfriend so that I can eat him? And inside is like this this yellow girl Sonic the Hedgehog. With, with, with breasts. You know, if smiling. there's one thing you can never say about the internet is that they don't have imagination. Oh, there, there is a fun game you can play on the internet, which uh, you go on Google Image Search and you search your first name, the Hedgehog, and you get some wonderful results. Really? Yes, there is something for every name. Wow. But uh, yeah, back to Rosalina Amiibo. I'm just uh, chucking an image in. This is that. That is the Amiibo. I'm not quite sure what stream of something is shooting up that star there is a whole storyline of rosalina getting big and fat with hedgehogs inside her yeah Mm, i'm so glad to be it's a really tiny picture this one some kirby's wife or kaiju's wife (laughs) he makes such Uh. a wonderful meal for my tummy to enjoy it's just someone Who's drawing pictures of Rosalina in various states of undress with hedgehogs in her stomach all big? Well, I'm now sat looking looking at Laura the Hedgehog pictures. Um, apparently, Laura the Hedgehog is 13, sassy, serious, hardy, and kind-hearted. You know, as as the laws of, of uh, numbers go, someone's going to be listening to this podcast, going to be Googling these things like we are, and going to get caught <laughs> doing it. So, yeah. I, I apologise if that's We apologise so, to that person. <laughs> Rosalina in this picture has both Daisy and Peach inside her stomach. <laughs> her stomach is massive now, big and round. And she is thinking, because um, Daisy is saying to Peach, wait, Peach, don't eat me, let's talk this over. So it's implied that Rosalina ate Princess Peach and Princess Daisy, and now Peach is going to eat Daisy. And Rosalina's thinking, Peach is going to eat Daisy. I think her belly is about to be pressed against my belly. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I remember a great memory of um, 
one day I was sitting with the girlfriend and looking at Twitter and Jim Jim was tweeting and she turned she said, Oh, how's Jim? I was like, He's good. He's just tweeting out a live stream of a porno with people wearing Mario and Yoshi heads. <laughs> Oh. Lovely okay. people, by the way. I got to. Before. I eventually got to know her. Cosplay Carrie, who oh, does yes. uh, videos on Chatterbait of her and her. Um, um, I, I'm guessing boyfriend dressed up as various um, characters, um, such as Hamburglar and, and um, uh, Ronald McDonald. <laughs> and it's the performance that I love because they never break character, even when she's putting things in the boyfriend's ass, and he clearly doesn't like it. He doesn't break the Ronald McDonald facade. It's amazing. Oh. Cosplay Carry, highly recommended entertainment. Oh, um, God. Anyway, anyway let's before move we on. go any yeah. further down this, uh, the other Nintendo news. Um, Club Nintendo is apparently going away and it's going to get replaced with something else. Um, not really much news other than, like, I, I'm curious, what do we think the new Nin- Club Nintendo replacement is going to be called? Because my bet is it's going to be called. New Club Nintendo XL 3D Edition Ambassador Edition, not for ambassadors. You. <laughs> you. I think. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy Scrabble, get the bag full of letters, and just kick it open, and whatever weird gibberish assortment of letters fall out, that's what it'll be called. It'll be something weird. But it'll stand for something, though. It'll be like it stands for. Being on top of a mountain and enjoying the sunset while you appreciate the rewards of Nintendo's hard work. It'll have some, like, weird, esoteric, bordering, pretentious meaning. Like with Wii U. It's a, well, it means Wii and also you. Ugh. Like, it'll be something like that. Like, like it'll be called Smarmy. And something it'll be like, yes, will, but... Something that will undoubtedly confuse the hell out of their primarily casual um, yeah. audience. Yeah, it'll... It'll be the scalp. It'll be called scalpers, yeah. and they will only release five of each reward, and it will be designed entirely for scalpers to then scalp. Weebay. That's what they'll call it. <laughs> Clubs. Club scouter. Yeah. So that's good. Scouter. Scouter. Scalper. I can't sentence. Oh, Nintendo. That's all I've been thinking <sighs> recently. Like I, I've been loving a lot of their stuff lately. I've they've been making me more excited about gaming than a lot of things. But I, I keep having to sit back and think, oh, Nintendo. You know, yeah, it's like I love Nintendo. It's just a. I want you to name your stu- stuff in a way that's actually like a good way to name things. And b. Make your things available when people want to buy them. And also, let's if have. You- Let's have some consistency with your hardware decisions. Because if you're going to sell a new 3DS without an AC adapter and say, oh, well, we're expecting people to trade up from the 3DS, don't then have a new fucking SD card hidden behind a screw-on fucking panel so it's become that much harder for me to transfer my fucking data. Like, like it's one or the other, mate. <laughs> Oh, Nintendo. Uh, incidentally, I, in- if you are into Rosalina eating hedgehogs, um, I just want to point out that I'm not judging you. I, I was just confused. Uh, go, go on with your bad self. Okay. Well, here's, here's my problem with Nintendo. It feels like an abusive relationship I have with them. It's like, I love them with all my heart. I'm never going to leave them. But every time that they hurt me and that they do something that is just unforgivable... It makes it a. It takes a little longer for me to come back to them. Like I storm out, and it takes me just a day or two longer to come begging. Come back begging for them to take me back, and it's not a healthy relationship I'm in with Nintendo. It really isn't. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone has a healthy relationship with Nintendo because it's either that I, relationship. I only got back into Nintendo like a year ago. I got the Wii U, and that was the first Nintendo stuff I'd played in about. You're a gonna get. You're gonna get trapped into a, ba- a bad, weird relationship, Gav. Because if it's not Laura's, it's mine. Which is you develop an unhealthy fascination with Tingle. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tingle's wonderful. He's. I'm so glad we now have like HD art of Tingle thanks to Hyrule Warriors. I, I'm was, so excited. Uh, Tingle was uh, much less of a pain in the ass in the uh, Wii U version of Wind Waker. Oh yeah, he wasn't nearly so demanding. There were a lot of things that were less uh, of a pain in the ass in that one, to the point it where it almost made it my favorite one. Maybe almost. Uh, not quite for me. 
I don't know. And by the way, if you are into Tingle, I'm not judging. Get on with your bad self. Exactly. I can I can see the appeal. You because know, it's he's, the he's only person you're going to be getting on with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, things that I'm doing today that I I want to talk about. I've got a beverage review this week. Ah, yes. Um, yes. Yes, something to come up after uh, after the Call of Duty Advanced Warfare Monster Assault Energy Drink review we had. Um, I accidentally stumbled into this, and I, I'm quite excited to talk about it on, on, on this show. I accidentally bought a can of Bob Marley's Natural Relaxation Marley's Mellow Mood Citrus. I bet Bob Marley definitely approved that one himself. He, oh, yeah. he produces the drink himself. Um, <laughs> well, it, I just want to describe this can. Like, it's just got a happy, smiling, like black and white photo of Bob Marley on the can, along with just it being green, yellow, and orange. And he just looks so happy. He's like, "Yeah, I made a relaxation drink." Didn't I made me yeah. drink, man. Me's happy, man. Oh, I'm happy with me drink, man. <laughs> It is made from me sweat as I perform to on me lovely people. Which makes it very rare because Bob Marley is so chilled out and relaxed. He doesn't sweat that often. Well, so I went, I went back drink. into the store. I couldn't find any after this. Like there I went back go. and I was like, oh, I want some more. I can't find it. So you might be onto something. Maybe I have stumbled upon one single rare can of Bob Marley sweat. I believe there was like one can for like every year because he only sweat once a year. Uh, what I love about this drink is it's thematically the complete opposite to the last drink you uh, reviewed. Because this <laughs> it's is like the least aggressive yeah, drink in the world. Chill out, relax, calm down, everything's good, which is the complete opposite of BUY A DRINK, YOU PIECE OF SHIT! I made a drink, you gotta shoot it in the face, it's got with salt people, it tastes kinda like cola. <laughs> you know, Bob Marley was pretty much Chuck Norris. There was like one gig where he played where, um, the police fired tear gas in and the whole audience was like running away and he literally with tears <laughs> streaming down his face nearly passing out just kept fucking playing what a badass uh, fucking challenge so, that man th- things i can tell you about this drink um it tastes like a mixture of lemon and like rose flavoring mm-hmm. the most it's relaxing nice. of it's- fruits yeah it's it's like it's it's citrusy but with just like this little sweet fruity undertone to to stop it being sharp and to stop it from waking you up it's just enough to be like oh yeah this is a relaxing gentle lemon Mm -hmm. and the thing that makes it relaxing apparently it has 102 milligrams of proprietary herbal extract i don't know what that is it does not list what this herb or herbal extract is oh is it jazz herb is it don't know why I sounded a bit chav there. Yeah, <laughs> because but. a lot of chavs do try and talk in Jamaican accents. Yeah, if Ali but. G is to be believed. <laughs> so yeah, I am. I am relaxing this evening with Bob Marley's proprietary herbal blend. That I don't know quite what herb it is, but I will trust that it will relax me in the way that Bob Marley may in his life have been relaxed by certain herbs. Maybe nice. I always use the word proprietary. Uh, well, I don't use the word p- 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 uh, the word <laughs> proprietary uh, when I'm complaining about various cell phones and game consoles that won't charge from the same USB fucking cord. Uh, so I'm assuming that it is just like Sprite with USB cables stuffed into it. <laughs> Um, I will tell you, it's a bit more relaxing than than Sprite with with Are you sure? USB cables that plugged in. Relaxing. To be fair, though. I don't know. He might have pureed the the USB cables, which might explain why I'm not having to choke you, on I them. I bet you could blend them into a fine, flavorful powder that will then be added to the lemon and rose water, producing I'm, I'm, the bubbly fun. I'm I'm imagining it's like he's ground up the USB cables, used them in like some kind of proprietary um, fertilizer to grow these these proprietary herbs in order to then use those to make something to flavour the drink with. Well, Bob Marley was was long famed. He was, he was a big proponent of the healing properties of various electronic devices, USB cables chief among them. Um, you know, he mandated in his own personal life um, 
USB bolognese, uh, where he <laughs> would eat them like spaghettis. And uh, motherboards, he had, for his wedding, it was several motherboards on turrets with icing. That was his cake. So... Oh. So, yeah, that's how I'm relaxing this evening. Pureed, um, pureed Bob Marley USB cable, sweat, drink. Surprisingly relaxing. Very flavourful. Well, I'm, I'm glad that we got that done. Because <laughs> yeah. people need to know about the latest, hottest consumer confections and beverages. Yeah. People complain when I don't tell them what to eat and or drink. That's They're what we're like, here for. How do we know what branded beverages to eat and or drink this week? How do we know? I literally have not drunk since the last time you reviewed something on here. I've just I've not been eating and drinking. I, I am still trying to drink my way through um a stash of Call of Duty Assault um sorry, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare Monster Assault Energy the Drink. I'm still trying to get through what I have of that. I think I have another two cans. <laughs> uh <laughs> it's dangerous stuff. It it it's essentially yeah. liquefied plutonium. But I wish anyway, you all the best with it. <laughs> Yeah, I feel bad. Gavin, do you have anything you want to talk about? No, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I've been doing a lot of listening this week, and that's okay. <laughs> my, uh, my ears are fucked after Slipknot, so... Ah, oh. <laughs> well, as soon as we finish recording this, I'm going off to camp out for 24 hours to listen to Gerard Way. So that's going to be fun, because... Is it like, him, I, I... or is it MCR? No, it's Gerard Way and his new backing group that don't have names. Oh, so uh, is... It's like Gerard Way and the people that play the instruments. So is MCR finished or is he just taken Yeah, over? yeah, okay. they, really? they unfortunately, wow. they're finished as of a couple of years ago. Um, like some of their like unreleased stuff ended up coming out after they split up and then Gerard Way's released an album and I quite liked it. That Black Parade album was well good. It was a very good concept album. I can understand why people didn't like it, but I, I, it was, I like it as a start-to-finish album. I think it was an album that got... Because I, I never liked them before that, you see. And then yeah. that one came out and it's like, whoa, this is some good shit. That was, it was very, like, Queen in parts, actually. I, yeah, I it, it was very sort of theatrical. It had a nice sense of, like, cohesive storytelling start-to-finish across, like, this big, bombastic theatrical performance. It was very nice to see live. I had a lot of fun with uh, seeing them during that tour. Ooh. But yeah, that's what I'm doing after this. But I hope a lot of our listeners like <laughs> them, or at least know about them, because that would have been an incredibly fan. boring chat otherwise. <laughs> I, well, I, I'm a big fan. You know, people follow my tastes. I'm a taste maker among my audience, and I'm a big fan <laughs> of the Gerard Way. Um, American Idiot. Uh, if only you could curate on iTunes as well as Steam, Jim. Angel with the Scabbed Wings. That uh, was Marilyn yeah, Manson. All of those famous Gerard Way songs. <laughs> Wait, no, I was uh, that. Well, I wasn't meant to correct that. Uh, was I? He my, knew that. My, he my knew favorite, he was wrong. There. Yeah, you my, and me, favorite, we're in this yeah. together now. Well, my favorite Gerard Way song <laughs> is "I'm Kind of Sad Right Now" and I want to sing about it. Ah, <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, Gerard Way. He's a handsome uh, boy. I know that much about him. He's a handsome he's, little he's boy. A, he's, he's a very good-looking man. Yeah. But um, oh. There is some other news left. We got 20 minutes to fill up with some kind of crap and we do have, still have some fucking news to go. Um, since we last did this, um, like we had like a day and a half between recording the last episode and putting it up, which meant that by the time it went up, we were out of date on the fact that Hotline Miami 2 oh God. and Hatred had both been refused classification. Yeah, uh, One of them in Australia and one in, um, in America. So... I'll leave this to you two. What do you think about this? Utter indifference. <laughs> Both games. So I'm going to let Jim cover this one. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> let's see. My my reaction to Hotline Miami was uh, my general reaction to it anytime Australia does this. Um, it, what's the point? Like, you've got an 18 rating now. Fucking use it. Uh, it just comes across as somewhat like like just just petty minded. Um, with regards to hatred, um, I mean, I guess same thing. I just, I mean, it's got an AO rating, which is what I believe uh, Manhunt Two didn't that get that uh, in the end? It, it only it apparently only got it on the Wii, yeah. and it was because of the context of the fact you were acting out the actions. Yeah. Um, again, it, like so much with hatred, it's so. It's hard to be that annoyed when it's exactly what the game wanted. Mm. It's not. I'm not just saying that from a they asked for this 
uh, callousness. No, <laughs> no, they literally were aiming for it to happen. Um, yeah. So you know, the studio sitting back, loving it because this is. It's hard to argue the case that they wanted anything but an AO rating. Um, so, we said this the well other day on, the, on when I was chatting to Laura. Hatred is going to be huge. It's going to be absolutely huge because of people buying it for exactly these reasons. That, yeah, they're either buying it now to and, rebel and, yeah. and, and, and whatnot, or they're buying it out of morbid curiosity. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Gonna, I mean, hell, I'm, there's no way I'm not going to play it for... You know, either YouTube or to review it yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's impossible not to have a conversation mm. about it at this point. Mm. So yeah, yeah. I mean, well, th- that's this that. Is, this is yeah. It's like it doesn't. Neither of these hugely surprises me. Um, like here's like if we look at Hotline Miami too. Regardless of whether we think it should or should not have been refused classification for the for the scene, and for anyone that doesn't know, it's it's the same scene that was in the demo that Cara Ellison was upset about um, about a year to eighteen months ago. It's a case of like they, as a developer, knew that people were upset about that scene. They decided to keep it in. You know, there were going to be consequences to that. Like, I don't necessarily like rape shouldn't be like out and out banned from the medium but equally like this was not a smart use of it i don't think so you know that's the balancing act and then with hatred it's a case of yeah it's a game about murdering civilians for the lols because you can why not let's shoot the postman in the face it's like the esrb takes context into account when rating and you know I'm pretty certain that like the developers of Hatred probably looked at the ESRB guidelines for each rating and were like, okay, well, the context of our game probably means we're going to get an AO, but let's just make sure we're ticking off the boxes so we get an AO, because <laughs> that's the press we want. We want to be the game that the world doesn't want you to see, because that's the only way people are going to care about it. And ultimately, you know, they... They know the consequences of what they're doing. They're biting their bullet and they're maintaining their artistic yeah. decisions, which... Fair play. Fair play. Yes. You know, also Hotline Miami and, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll give the hatred guys their dues. Um, they knew the the artistic risks and have stuck with it and fair cop, you know. Um, people obviously are free to then criticise their decisions to keep mm-hmm. the stuff and they're free to produce the stuff. And that's yeah. that's the world working as it should be. Uh, although in, in Australia people, it's where... a little bit shittier because they are full on yeah. just banning the fucking thing. Where at least the AO thing no. is like you can still well, no. sell it, just no, no, no. Here's here's the thing here's the thing though, Jim uh, Jim. Um I was about to call you by your full name I was gonna be here's the thing, Jim Sterling. Listen to me. <laughs> yeah. Um the R C rating, the rating uh, the um Classification. Sorry, what is it? Um, rated. Classification refused. So CR is the rating that they gave it. That is the same as AO. It hasn't been banned in the country. It's just that retailers and digital storefronts won't sell it. Right. And, right. and people people confuse this with censorship. But it's not yes. really the same it's, thing. It's not really the same thing because um, both companies could still sell it sell it on their own website without going through a distributor. And there would be no consequences for them selling in that country or for players in that country purchasing it. Gotcha. Like, gotcha. there are no legal consequences around the purchase and sale of the game. It's not... Even if it might end up having the same effect, it's not the same as censorship. It, mm. You know, it is, hey, they refused to put it within these age brackets and these people decided because it's not in those age brackets, they don't want to have it on their shelves. Yeah. Or something. Anyway, we got 15 minutes of bollocks to fill up still. What can we talk about? <laughs> Um, IGN just put out an article yesterday, um, a very hard-hitting one, about how too many bloody games are broken. And I I tend to agree with them. Yeah, particularly ones uh, from a certain, certain company that I feel really bad that we've... (laughs) A certain company that we forgot to bash last week. So I'm I'm doing this for the fans. The fans were very upset. They were threatening to boycott the podcast. So companies like Ubisoft, perhaps... They do have a habit of doing it. Um, Did you have different companies in mind, Gav? <laughs> and let's face it, it Ubisoft this article. Ubisoft is, is high profile, but they are far <laughs> from the only ones doing it. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, hell, Jimquisition as a show uh, gets so much fucking mileage out of these broken games. Like, 
And, and people often complain that I'm like a stuck record, but my point is I can't do those episodes if I'm not being given the material. Yeah. Uh, every time I complain about a broken game, you should be having a go at the industry, not me, uh, for giving me the fucking material. Um, okay, interesting side note. I kind of was alluding to this, and now the embargo's gone up, I can kind of talk about it. Um, thing I was referring to last week, um, when press copies of Saints Row re-elect- uh, 4 re-elected were being sent out for PC, there was a patch coming that what the initial email said was, reviewers, you won't be able to complete the game without this patch, and the patch is coming about 24 hours after embargoes go up. Now, as it happens, the the patch ended up coming early, and that didn't end up being an issue. Yeah, I didn't. I, but, I, you yeah, didn't mention that too, things like I didn't yeah. encounter it myself, but I was no. There, apparently, there was there was a patch that uh, there was a patch coming that without that, reviewers might not be able to finish the game. And I was like, I wanted to find a way to whistleblow on it, and then I was kind of biding my time, and eventually, the patch happened before embargo. And I was like, okay, not really worth you know throwing away a PR connection yeah. for, but that's. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like that's things where it's like, hey, some reviewers aren't going to be able to, like, physically able to finish this before embargo. That's not good. Well, that throws so games open are the question of of launch day patches anyway, because mm. it's become so common now to just get it out on disc as quickly as possible and then worry about yeah. patching it later, which is part of patch that's... culture. Is is what I ended up calling it years ago, and is just persisting and getting worse. And and yeah, I do well, wish if, it would stop. That... Yeah, because apparently, if you bought if you bought Saints Row Four Reelected, you are going to have a big day one patch. And if you don't choose to download it, or if you can't download it on PC for whatever reason, your game might end up not being completable. The game was released in 2013. Come on! Oh, I know, I know. So, yeah, it was fun watching people try and guess what that one was going to be about. Yeah, I think most people were because. Um... Funnily enough... Everyone worried, Everyone thought it was going to be Resident yeah. Evil. Well, I noticed that... And I was like, thank God it's not. Very few people cared as, uh, about Get Out of Hell compared to Resident Evil HD, which says a lot about the modern gaming world, well, where new it, content not, not... just isn't as exciting as something released in like, 2002. Yeah. The clues I put it out does, about, like, it? potentially... Yeah. yeah. It's like potentially broken re-release of a game in the next week or two, and not one person guessed Saints Row. It just wasn't on anyone's radar. No, because everyone was was too concerned about playing a game that reminds them of a time when a survival horror game could come out and be good you and, know, and things were nice. You know what's strange, though, is that there's all these um, <clears throat> HD remakes which are doing so well, and yet they don't seem to be learning from this for the new games. They're still keeping the new games very much in the vein of... Um, driving everything towards this very linear linear action based thank god the QTEs are, are starting to stop though I mean yeah. fucking well, hell I that mean, got pretty bad for a while Resident Evil's a perfect example Capcom has re-released the first Resident Evil so many times it's laughable and they clearly must be doing it because it keeps selling it clearly must still keep turning in money. If that's the case, why did they get so fucking paranoid about reinventing the wheel every game to the point where Resident Evil 6 was this confused cacophony... Caco- I can't even talk, I'm so annoyed. Cacophony. Cac- I-, I wanted to say cacophonic. Cacophonic. Cacophonic mess. Um, you know, they've got the evidence right there that there's a... a- sizable audience spending money and I hope Resident, the new Resident Evil HD um, sells enough to keep communicating that message that Me no, no, then we know what Resi we like six, didn't Resi 6 sell like really really well well here's the thing with that is it's Resident Evil it would have sold the, yeah. But they panic as if it's not going to sell if they don't Call of Duty it up. If they don't try and make an appeal to everyone to the point where every element is weak as piss water. Because uh, they can't fucking refine something because they're scared if they refine something in one direction, they'll alienate a bunch of people. It's resident fucking evil. People are going to buy it. Just you know make a good game. It's kind of infuriating about it, and this... I kind of felt this way about the evil within as well because that again was more of a kind of a shooter than a, a horror. Do they not see how well these tiny budget indie horror games are doing? Like they're they're getting they're huge, and I know that's partly because of um, as Total Biscuit calls it, PewDiePie. 
that mm-hmm. like people play it on YouTube and stuff, but they're they're huge. These indie survival horror games, and well, someone in the AA has to notice this. Right? Well, it seems like the guys at Sega and Creative Assembly did so with Alien Isolation. So hopefully that can kind of point out that no, not every game needs to have a fucking cover system and iron sights, you know. And I I do get the sense that. Companies are starting to learn that. Companies are starting to understand. Yeah. That, that Did Alien Isolation sell well? I must have done okay. It's sold I, really it quite have, well, yeah. from what I heard. It was. Yeah. It didn't really do it for me, to be honest, for various reasons. But I hope. I still hope it does really well. If that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Oh, no, I know. I, I feel like see... that about a few games. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have an audience question before we finish up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to answer this myself. I don't know whether you'll either, either of you will have answers for it. Um, at Roggish Rog on Twitter wants to ask, how, do any of our parents listen to the disgusting, filthy, horrible podcasts we make? Well, my father's dead and my mother lives in Jordan, my stepmom, and my other mom lives in England. I don't speak very much, so I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> but my girlfriend's slightly parents, more depressing I think, yeah, mine's, no, mine's not much happier. Uh, yeah. My dad's missing, presumed dead by me, and I've not spoken to my mother since 2008. We don't get on. So, no, from me to, if, as well. If, if it, my, my girlfriend's parents are absolutely lovely, and her mom is pretty much my biggest fan. She's subscribed to my YouTube channel and everything, and she like she listens to the stuff more than my girlfriend does. And I keep saying, do not show her this podcast. <laughs> I think she um, might have listened to one episode. And I'm like, uh. I I have the fun story of like every so often, like this week is a good example. Um, and I think I think it was last week as well. I'm recording this from my parents' home. And that means that my parents are in the house. Like my, I, I will I will get into this. My mother today listened to one of the podcasts I do. She listened to the Indie Haven podcast, which is my gentle, calm interviews with indie developers. Very nice, very gentle. And she loved it. And she had a good time. And she was asking for links to more podcasts I do. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. You're starting to use Twitter more as of this week. You might actually follow me on Twitter and click on a link when I post about the podquisition. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so that's a very real possibility, is that my mum has started trying to use Twitter I'm one of like six people she follows. She's gonna see links to the podquisition. She wants to listen to more of my podcasts. I am dreading that moment. You know, I think one day a nice career goal for me would be to have a podcast that doesn't become my co-host's dirty little secrets. Just, just it's be not nice. my. T- <laughs> it's not my dirty little secret to like anyone other than my parents, but it's like, oh, yeah. About that. That's what I'm making a career doing. Talking about ass piss and frozen urine and, <laughs> and pizza. Cute stars turtle, turtle meat in, in my way. mouth and stars coming. Yeah. No, in, in all honesty, I don't think there's anyone I know who would be shocked when they listen to me talking on this podcast. I mean, it's, it's pretty much, Most, you know, I mean... Actually, the, the only people <laughs> I can think of who might be worse to listen to this podcast is my girlfriend's parents. Because, um... My girlfriend's mother is very, very, like, Christian and doesn't like rude things very much. Well, she'd love this. I don't know how she'd get on with this. Christians love, love rude this. things. They never stop talking about them. <laughs> Tilly, how would your mum feel about the, about listening to the podquisition? Don't think she'd be a fan. Don't, don't think she'd be a fan, okay. <laughs> I beg to differ. Well, just, I... just tell her I look like Jesus and then she'll be happy. That's fine. Um, we her blah, 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 my partner my partner's mum her daughter was in the room when I recorded one of these episodes. Oh so, yes, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. My my girlfriend's sister has listened to a podquisition or at least my channel of one. So well, I take no responsibility for any horrible after effect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. Goodness. Everyone knows anyway that like Jim is actually my dad. So. Jim, are you embarrassed by hearing how I talk on this? I'm proud Dad. of you, son. Good. I'm good. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed by how you talk on this because you 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 bash Ubisoft so much. It's just so unwarranted. <laughs> it's undignified, son. I I get so scared that my friends who actually work in Ubisoft are going to hear this podcast someday and actually think you two are being serious. <laughs> 
they have to know that we are just we this is what it is they they have got to be aware of the level of tongue in cheekness that exists i mean if they've not if they've not watched the jimquisition by now then they've only got themselves to blame if they're shocked (sighs) is that it for this week i I think that's a good little show we've cobbled together there um, That's not a bad one. Yeah. Although I am worried um, because considering what happened uh, last time we recorded early and left today, I'm scared what will happen tomorrow because we're recording early again today because you're going to go and see Gerard Way being a handsome boy. So I am... God knows what game will get banned tomorrow. Um, Pokemon Art Academy is going to get banned tomorrow because it turns out you can use the game to draw a penis and put it onto a Pokemon trading card in the game. Uh, for, uh, it doesn't have very good penis detection software. It's going to get banned. It's going to get pulled off I'm the eShop. I'm sorry, Nintendo. I, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, we can't help it, but, you know, every time the yeah. position records early, a video game fairy dies. Yeah, sorry. I'm, ver- I'm, very, I'm very sorry that that your cock and ball detection was not superior enough. Um, but... Uh, you guys you, you guys have me so hyped to play Resident Evil now. I'm go- that's what I'm going to do all night. I'm going to go Hooray. back to my Vita and do some more Resi 2 for sure. Like That's what Resi um, HD did. It got me in the mood to play through the Resident Evils again, which is good. I'm, I'm going to go sit outside in the cold for 24 hours. Hooray! Laura, um... Just out of curiosity, why are you going so early? Is it to get to the front, or it's it's to get to the front, but it's also to get myself thirty six hours away from the internet because time off from uh, the internet's yes. nice. Yeah, nice convenient excuse to take a much needed. Well, if break. you see Reggie, <laughs> tell him he owes me fucking twenty quid from the Slipknot gig the other day because he was he was scalping <laughs> tickets outside when I was there, and uh, <laughs> I, he had these like um, early entry tickets and. He still owes me fucking 20 quid because, you know, he, he okay. said he didn't have any change because, you know, he gave the last bit of his change to someone for a, a Princess Peach amoeba. But, you know, it's Reggie. <laughs> okay, if I see Reggie, whoever Reggie is, I will tell him. Yeah. But <laughs> Reggie the Scalper. Well, while you're dealing with Reggie the Scalper, that bastard, um, other people will be on the internet listening to this podcast thinking to themselves Laura is really fucking great on a show, where can I hear more of her bloody shite and you'll be able to tell them Yeah, you can hear more of my bloody shite by going on Twitter to Laura K Buzz, that's where I tweet out links to all the bloody garbage I create, um, you can also go to patreon.com forward slash Laura K Buzz, throw me a couple of dollars and you never know, it might make me even angrier on this show, because that's what this show needs, obviously. Other than that, you can listen to my fuck ton of podcasts I do. Mm-hmm. So that is the Indie Haven podcast, Category Video Games, which this week had Mr. Gavin Miracle of Sound on it. Woo! Which Woo-hoo. remind me to give that a plug later. I, I will remind you to give that a plug. Um, I lost my, my string there. Um, the Geek Night in Ono oh Video Games... Destructoid Gaming Butts, which is having its first episode in the next week or so, um, in its new rebooted form, and whatever other fucking podcasts form, I've forgotten. Even. Rebooted. That's form, yes. nice. You can call it that. Gaming Butts <laughs> rebooted. And yeah, and whatever, whatever other shite I've forgotten to talk about, that, you know, just go on Twitter, you'll find it. That's Laura awesome. K. Buzz. And Gavin, some people may be listening to this and thinking that Gavin's awesome, but with a voice that's silky smooth, I wish he was kind of a pop star. Where can they find out more about you? Well, they can search for Miracle of Sound on YouTube, where I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but just passed 50 million views. Nice. Which is pretty cool. And they can find me on Twitter at Miracle of Sound. And also they can buy my new album on iTunes or Bandcamp because it's really sparkly. And if you buy it, I can maybe get some new shit and make the next one even more sparkly. You should definitely do that if you're listening. And yeah. you can also check out my stuff. Uh, I'm at Jim Sterling on Twitter. Uh, the Jim Sterling YouTube channel is a thing. Of course, this show is made possible thanks to uh, people on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Jimquisition. And reviews, this podcast, videos, all sorts of other fun things can be found at thegymquisition.com. Thank you very much for listening. We will be back next week with special guest... Somebody who was at a concert and saw Gerard Way. It's Laura. So. Oh, and before ah. we go, this just has to be done by someone. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil. Ah. <laughs>
How are you doing, stranger? <laughs> hang, hang on, I can what do this. What you buying, stranger? <laughs> uh, hang on, I can do it. Jim, Jim, let yeah. me give you a tip. Imagine you're barking like a dog and use those same muscles. Like... Okay, well, I've never done this. I've, <laughs> I've never tried this before, but let me try a nemesis. Stars! There you go. That's pretty good. It's like, I'll buy it at a high price. You use, use your tummy muscles, that's what you do. I'll buy it at a high price. Exactly. No, I, I actually do spend a lot... More time than an adult should wandering around my house going, Stars! So, and barking like a dog. Yeah, barking like a dog. And, and actually well, I'm, wearing I'm, a long I'm coat. A going, metal what are you buying? I'm recording a metal album at the moment. I cannot imagine what my neighbours must think. <laughs> <laughs> like, and with every that, night oh. they hear... <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Sweet dreams, everyone. I think that's it. Yes. Bye. Bye. Sweet dreams. Sleep well. <laughs>